Hello, Tony G Nation. This is the second to final episode ever of the Tony G Show. Pentultimate, the... Hi, Jason Fonder. Jason Fonder. Hey, it's great to be back. It's good to have you back. One final time, Jason Fonder special. It's me and 20 daycare kids sleeping next door to the studio in the weirdest thing I've seen in St. Norbert campus. It is quite a wild turn. You know, SNC Radio. We're in SNC Radio today, not Tony G Studios. So we're in SNC Radio Studio. Just kitty corner away to the left here. There's like a daycare center. Like there's toys all over the place. Usually it's a conference room. There's a professional setting. But today there's like 15, 20 kids taking naps in there yeah. when we showed up. It's wild. It is wild, stuff. wild I, stuff. I don't know what's going on. I've never seen that before. I've been here last, four years. That's the first time I've ever seen that. Last time, weren't we going to go in there? And we're like, why is it all empty? Yeah. And now it's like full of stuff. No, it's full, full of kids. stuff. Kids. Maybe they're doing something. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. You used to have to rent that room. There was, used to be a... A time schedule right yeah. outside. Like it's reserves two to four, open from five to seven, and then seven to eight. There's this, you know, you had to. Now it's just like a daycare center. You know, I don't know what's going on. Have we ever considered maybe it's like all kinds of Jack children? Because like all the Jacks went here. It could be like mm. all the family, mm. like Christian Jacks, like cousins and Nathan nephews. Nathan Griffin. Right? They all Peyton, went. Dad Christian. went here. Mom went here maybe. Like I, I think the whole, didn't the family all go here? I th- think they so there might this, be an Oshkosh tie somewhere in there. I this think could be like a like a went to Fond du Lac, Oshkosh kind of thing. Over yeah, there. feeder program. Feeder mm-hmm. program. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mike Walrick just controlling the baseball <laughs> program over it's here. It's the juniors, the you know, just sure. a double A. The junior yeah. pro. Yes, it is. <laughs> juniors. <laughs> oh, we're already off the rails, but I like it. The, yeah, I got the, all my swearing out of the way. Yeah, the, the pod before the pod, pod was a bit pod. explicit, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah, this is it. We had to do this it. Is it. This is it. We had to. This is like, well, be I had to come in because this is how I visit my money because you know, I paid for <laughs> three years of college for Sam Fonder. Like, yeah. Visit my I'm Jamie Fonder went here for four years. So yep. I like to come see how my money is being used. Exactly. Daycare. You should That's get a terrific. Say. And <laughs> the broom closet. All right. Well, so we start NFL or baseball today? We can talk. I told you guys too before the show. I watch basketball now. I yeah. Watched, yeah. You did I've mention that like, John Morant is going crazy. I've watched parts of at least five NBA games in the last three mm. weeks parts of let's get your three hot takes on the nba right now okay um Mm, john morant is incredible by the way all this comes with an asterisk okay pro basketball stinks one there you go like i watched i I did watch john morant the other day on the dribble somehow take 18 steps before he took another dribble which was the (laughs) wildest thing you know what i'm talking about right Mm -hmm. he does this like crossover thing and then he runs with the basketball like a little kid in the driveway He's like, I wasn't traveling. It's like, oh. um, <laughs> but that. All that being said, he's super fun. Yeah. Like really, like he could make me almost want to watch basketball. I won't, mm-hmm. but I could. Um, because of John Murray. So that's a hot take. Uh, hot take number two. Uh, I think the Bucks will beat the Celtics, but I don't think they're going to win the whole thing because I yeah. think this is going to take it out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because the Celtics series were it remind this. I'll tell you this. I, this these are the games I'm watching because I'm a bit of a like former Celtics fan. Kind of growing up, I mm-hmm. love the Celtics. Uh, for a long time, I watched the Celtics basketball, even into the 2000s until pro basketball got terrible. Uh, but like, so so I'm kind of pulling for the Celtics. That being said, I do like the Bucks because you guys like the Bucks. It's more one of those things like yeah. All of Sam's friends like the Bucks, so I guess I kind of like them too. Because mm-hmm. I want I want you guys to feel like what it's like for your team to win. Yeah. But I think like, I kind of watched that series a little bit. Like they're beating the snot out of each other, and I don't I don't know that that's yeah good, especially yeah. if they go seven. Chris Middleton's unavailable for the series. Marcus Smart missed game two, and it yeah. feels like that's only going to continue to grow in between yeah. those two teams. And that's the way it was like when I was growing up, like Pistons, Celtics. Pist- I was just going to say the Pistons. And, yep. You know, like there were like three or four teams that they'd all beat beat up on each other, and then the Lakers would just like kill everybody in the West and just be sitting there waiting for them at the end, and it was yep. just too much. So I, that's my hot take about the Bucs is I have a bad feeling they just got a bad matchup there, mm-hmm. like with that group again. Yeah, it's a good group. team. Celtics are. They beat you up too. They, yeah. they're, they're not afraid to th- you know beat you up a little bit. Defense um, was wow. Honestly, was either way, Celtics went out or Bucks win this series. I don't see either team long term success. Nope, I don't either. And I, I think let's see where my third won't be my third hot take. I already gave you guys like the like warm take that Clay Thompson's is washed. He's yep. gonna do mm-hmm. Dunzo. Uh, I love Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Doncic, 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 Luka Doncic. Like Chuch. Luca, dude can shoot. Dude can play a little bit. Man. Yeah, 
he, yeah. he can get a little mouthy too, which is kind of fun to see that fire in a yeah. player, you know? Yeah, he's just really... kind of fun to watch. I don't understand, like, why the NBA allows players to, like, take six steps to get free in the yeah. three-point rally. Mm. Like, I don't get that. But he does it very well. Mm-hmm. So good for him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's my hot take because I don't. I, I have to admit, like I don't watch like the out west teams because they're up. They're on. Too, <laughs> I'm not staying up for that garbage. No, I'm not, not happening. It's not the that's same it, thing with baseball. Huh? I guess that's like all my NBA takes. That's Here we go. I will say, like I don't watch uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> as much as you guys do, but uh, he's did he's, you, he's a great player. Did you see his self lob off the glass in <sighs> game one? So fun. I also saw him try to take some 12-foot jumpers, and dude needs to lay off that because that's not his game. That's not his game. He can hit sometimes. I think he knows it. (laughs) I've literally watched him miss that shot. I don't watch him ever, and I've watched him miss that shot 20 times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's he doing? Oh, he's a big man. He's not doing that. You know, he's got dreams of being... He wants to be Tim Duncan. Dynamic player. Yeah, he's not Tim Duncan. Mm. Just go to the rack. You're just skinny (laughs) He's just skinny Shaq. He just Just runs and dunks. Go to the rack. (laughs) Since the last time you were on, there's so much I want to ask you about Basketball being one of them, but we've kind of we've kind of done that. Football. Here's where I really want to get you, some of your takes yeah. on. I have a, a list of the topics I want to discuss. I want to start here. What does Jason Fonder make of the off season for the Seattle Seahawks? Russell Wilson's now Wolf. a Bronco, and uh, they are looking like they're in rebuild mode, but still have Pete Carroll. I know you have hot feelings about him being the coach in like his 90s now. So, what are your takes on the off season <laughs> of the is. Seahawks? Okay, so. So Owen Fonder is the bigger of the Seahawks fans. At yep, this point I would agree life, with that. Right? Yep. But I will say this: this is the tr- so on paper. What do you think? Like, what, what do you, when you saw the Russ trade, you're like Seattle's washed, right? Yeah, but like you kind of get that feeling that they're kind of waving the white flag this season and starting to try to rebuild and, mm-hmm. and build towards success again. But yeah, I mean, because you you kind of have this bad feeling, like it just feels bad when your team trades your guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and you know, yep. like honestly, like I'm a parent of a kid who's got like a dozen Russ Wilson jerseys. It mm-hmm. stinks. Well, and it would have been like if Rodgers had been traded, too. Yeah, something but it's similar. like Rodgers getting traded at 33. Yeah, right. That's what hurts, right. you know, because it's like, oh, you have to watch this guy for, mm-hmm. for eight years. But, you know, here's here's what I said to Owen, right? Like I said, look, they keep Russ. They keep everything the same. Are they going to win the Super Bowl this year? He immediately is like, no. Right? Because you're in a, a division that is a murderer's row. It is right now. Through Super Bowl champs. Yep. You got to get through the Cardinals. Cardinals. You got to get through San Francisco. And San Fran. No Defense. joke. Oof. Then you got to go beat Tampa Bay, Green Bay. You know, not. I mean, just to get there. Yep. To go beat the Chiefs or the Bills or the Bengals, it's like. Yeah. So are you going to win with that roster? And the answer is no. So you're trading your hottest commodity. Here's the trade so far. Russ, and the defensive end that the uh, Broncos took. It was your your key, right? That's what they <laughs> took. In exchange for Charles Cross, Boya Mafe, hmm. Tyreek Smith, Derek Young, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, and next year's first and second round picks. Mm-hmm. That's the trade so far. Yeah. Like, if That's you're going to do it, you you got two offensive linemen that are studs. You know, you look at bookending. Now look back at the Earl like Packers run, right? How important were Sitton and Bakhtiari and Wells and, you know, these guys that kind of, like, came through and developed together? T.J. Lang, yeah. T.J. Lang. T.J. Lang, I always forget about him. But you have these guys that all came through. They're kind of doing the same. Like, all right, let's Mm -hmm. get a line here. Which they've needed for a couple years now. Yeah, I mean, do I want to see Drew Locke taking snaps for my team? Not really. Sure. But do I want to see Russ getting sacked 60 times again? Also not really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's painful. It was a painful couple of years to watch. Like I said to you, like we went just before the pandemic. Um, it was that Seattle Packers playoff game at Lambeau, right? Yeah. And I turned to to Sam when we were walking out, and the Packers won that game. And I said, you know, one thing I'll I'll never forget being here. It was like forty eight years as a football fan. I said I'll never forget being here the night that Russell Wilson almost won a playoff game in Lambeau Field by himself. He had. No help. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he almost won that game. Yeah. In what would have been the wildest win in that. And I saw, I was there the night that Mike Vick took apart the Packers back in <laughs> like 06 or 05, whatever it was. I was there the night that uh, I was you know, 900 below and far through the interception and overtime against the Giants. But this would have been there, like, because dude had no help. So how do I feel about it? It's, it's terrible. It's like you never want to lose your guy. 
Yeah. See that yeah. stupid orange three jersey? It's mm-hmm. like, that is awful. It's like, you know, Favre wearing that purple four. Yes, like, I know what you mean. Stinks. I know what you mean. It stinks. And it, you, just like if, you know, if it would have ever happened, like if you'd have tuned into, um, you know, I don't know, a Raiders game and saw a block 12, it, it, it probably feels a little bit that way for you guys with uh, when they showed Devontae wearing the black seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's awful. Yeah. But if you're going to do it, might as well get paid. So they're doing it the right way. I think they did it the right way. They got as much as they could. Russ wasn't happy. I don't know. It kind of worked. Sometimes trades are good for everybody. Yeah, there was a similar tweet with Devontae, like, the, you know, updated trade yeah. results with, you know, yeah. all the picks. And it, it, it's like when you look at it on paper, it, it's, you know, it would have been an expensive receiver to keep. Like, Russ, you know, would have been expensive. And it, you make that argument, are they going to win a Super Bowl in a year? It's Yeah, and I, I, think, I think Green Bay is like one of the, like, the Packers are a team that can win it. But I don't know that they would have wanted as structured, you know. Like this is a great transition point because I was going to ask you next what you make of the Packers and after the Vontae Adams thing, after the huge extension for terrific Aaron Rodgers, terrific draft. Yeah, right. yeah. They yeah. nailed yeah. everything they needed to hit. Maybe tight end is a little faulty now with Tunyon coming back from the ACL thing, and there's no one really behind him. But other than that, it is tight ends are always a as bonus. solid of a roster. Yeah, and it is a bonus to Rodgers. He well, doesn't love tight ends. That's the thing is that they never used tight ends in the past. You know, why did yeah. Bennett come here and it didn't work? Why did Graham come here and it didn't work? I mean, there's been a right. slew of tight ends that have come here and just haven't panned out because it's like, the, you know, they, they unless he receives a football or blocks, you know, you don't use them that much. I'm trying to think of who the last, like, was Jermichael Finley the last real good tight end? Yeah, he was, Jared Cook I'd put up there. Jared Cook had, Jared Cook had some Bennett, good games. But- well, see, and that's the thing with Bennett. Though. Bennett was like plus. Six he was here like five games, and then he was yes. like, "Oh, Doctor, oh, I forget the name, but whatever." You love that I tweeted him all the time. Yeah, I love tweeting at him. I you love tweeting Marcellus. at people in general. Marcellus Bennett is a target, though. Yeah, that made him a target because he's a snake. <laughs> well, I mean, Doctor McKenzie could legit like that's be the mayor of this town for the rest of his life if he ever wanted to. Yeah, right? like he's the mayor of Green Bay. Everybody loves Every, him. If you're a Packer fan, you've heard of Doctor McKenzie at yeah. least once. Oh, even if you just high school athletes like the dude is like put more arms and knees and whatever back together in this town than anybody yeah. and so you have this snake come in here for a year and just cry foul it's like he's just a, he's a jerk yeah, yeah he didn't fit jerk. he didn't really ever but fit in. point remains there's not really been a i mean tanya well, had a good year yeah and that's the thing but, is yeah, the greater point bad. remains that besides that one position everything else is starting to mold into what the packers need it to be in order to really finally be competitive you know every year that they lose in the playoffs it's because of something that they fix next year it's because of something you know it was the defense then they fix it then it was the special teams now they've went out and signed pat o'donnell they've gotten a new rick basacci as the special teams coordinator and it's i love that too even though he's the highest highest paid guy you needed that but besides i mean it's like they're starting to finally put together a roster with very minimal holes and it's a young roster that you haven't paid yet as well, keep in mind, Jair has to get paid and Darnell Savage has to get paid. But that also means that this year they're making, like, what, a couple million bucks? You probably have a two-year window, right? Like yeah. You figure, yeah, yeah. like, you're in you're in the window now to put yeah. it all together. I'd say maybe three because of the Rodgers contract. But still. But still, you still have to pay Jair and Savage That's where you have a tr- Gary. That third year um, could be a real rough. Another guy, too. Yeah. yeah, you. And the third year is going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of guys that need to get paid, and you're going to have to make decisions similar to this year. See, but if you win it all once, well, like yeah, one more time with Rodgers, then always, you're like, whatever. In pro football, man, if you can get one win, especially in the Tom Brady era, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a big win. What would you <laughs> say? Like, I was just going to say, but I don't know if I like really believe it in my heart. Would you say you're content with a win, a Super Bowl win every ten years if you're an NFL fan? Boy, you think of the franchises that don't do it. Yeah. I mean, like, I know we love, like, everybody in this town loves to make fun of the Vikings. Yep. You know what? Like, <laughs> they put together some great football teams. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 50 years old. I've watched, you know, 40 years of competitive Vikings football teams never get there. Moss, one Jared the, Allen, that Culpepper. Team, that Culpepper Moss team that was 15 and 1 that got bounced by the Falcons was, like, literally the best offense I've ever seen. Yeah. And they didn't get there. So you think about how hard it is to get there. I think sometimes Packer fans are a little spoiled by the, like the success of Favre and Rogers. I would agree. You know, it gets the better of you sometimes. You always had a shot, and then you're like, you know, then you hear like national sports guys who are like, "Oh, Rogers should have won," you know, more Favre. Like they love that. When? 
when were they going to win more? Yeah. They love that narrative. They had a couple opportunities, but it, it's like a, you know, it's it, one game. It goes back to what we just talked about, too, Will, with, like, the NBA stuff where it's, like, a team, like, you have to run the gauntlet in the NFC. You've had to for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. And in the AFC, like, you literally have a team that won the division, like, what, 17 of 20 years? Right. Like, their yeah. division was a joke. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like the Jets have a good draft, and we're all like, what's happening with Jets. <laughs> it's the first time it in your... It just doesn't feel right. Like, yeah. You guys, you're, you're 22 years old. Have you ever heard people say the Jets might be good? No. I mean, no. the Mark Sanchez thing when they got into the Super Bowl, like... Yeah. Or not the Super Bowl, the playoffs yeah. of yeah, like they, 15 years ago. And what did they do? They lost, lost three three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. You lost. know? Like, it's like there are no powerhouses. There, were, there weren't any powerhouses in the AFC. So Brady, like, Brady's playoff games, by and large, were like pretty... Like, he didn't put up awesome stats. No. And then he got to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying he's not a great quarterback. No, I get what you're saying. But, yeah. like, the NFC was just beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Are you happy with one every ten? I I mean, you know, I'm a Seahawks guy. We got one. I'm pretty happy. Like, you know, my, my favorite baseball team went 86 years between titles. But does it hurt like, you with the fact that you could have had two? Like, doesn't that hurt? Oh, oh but, I mean, like... How many teams could have had to? Like, how many Packers, teams? Packers, yeah. Like, like, the Seahawks that year they mm-hmm. had, Hasselbeck, they, there's a blown pass interference call against the Steelers, and they mm. lose a super a blown call. Yeah. I mean, just a huge miss. Changes everything. What about the year the Saints won, where the Rams got called for that penalty? Oh. Right? Is that how it went? Or there was, like, a miss. That wasn't the year that they won this, this Super Bowl, right? Was it the Because you're talking about the, the pass around, interference. Right? It's the other way around. Like, the, they get called. You know, like... That stuff happens like like there's so many teams that have the what if the Falcons up twenty eight to three mm-hmm. yeah. the Seahawks you know in that Super Bowl not running the ball when like it's the only decision like so Steelers many Steelers Super Bowl against the Cardinals that tiptoe catch on in the oh. end zone like if that is a split inch so, towards yeah. the sideline it's incomplete mm-hmm. Cardinals might win that Super Bowl but I mean what would you what would you rather so what would you rather have right like. Because the flip side of this is like, okay, so you want to have a team that wins, what, more than once every 10 years? What are you willing to trade for that? Are you willing to trade eight horrible years? Mm-hmm. Like, like, here's the thing about Green Bay is you never watch them without thinking they have a shot. And, Especially I mean, there's something to be Rogers. said for that. Like, have you ever Especially watched, like, Rogers. yeah, I mean, have you legit, like, ever? He's just never dead. I mean, the Packers yeah. are just never dead. Have you ever watched him. a Carolina Panthers game in your life? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, imagine what it's like to be a Jets fan or a Panthers fan or a Dolphins fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, Jacksonville. There's a lot of t- Houston. Look at these terrible franchises. Yeah. Horrifically bad friend. Do you want that? I don't want that. I don't no. want that either. You're right. Like, look at the Bears. The Bears haven't won since, like, three years before I could drive, you guys. Yeah. I am, I am an AARP member. <laughs> <laughs> like, the last time they won, I was still biking to school. In Ashwaubenon, right? Like, yep. I mean, that's how long it's been. Do you want that? It's the, is it the greatest team ever? Absolutely. It was also 9,000 years ago. Yeah. It's over. Yep. I don't want that either. And I think if you're a that's Green a Bay point. fan, there's something to be said for being competitive. you got a good coach. You're community-owned. you got a lot of stuff going for you that you don't have to deal with. Like, you want to deal with being a Cleveland Browns fan right now? Mm, you got, certainly not. you got a you know, you got a predator as your quarterback. You have another guy you signed to a huge deal as your other quarterback that you refused to cut. What are you do? Like, what mm-hmm. are they doing? What are they, you don't want that? I don't know. I think there's something to be said for it. You I know, have the, some. Uh, I don't want to say insider information, but I have reason to believe that the um, president really wanted Watson. Most of the organization did not want Watson. I think that's right. And I, a lot of them really like Baker. And so Watson didn't want to go to Cleveland, I don't think. And that's why he got every <laughs> single dollar guaranteed. You guys are about to learn something as you graduate college, which is there's a lot of places you don't want to go to that is going to offer you a, a money deal. And you're going to be like, all right, yeah, <laughs> I can do that. Did you did you see the uh, the picture he posted with the jersey and the, the Falcons Watson jersey was in the background on the table? No way, was it really? Yeah, it was literally like wow, right, I didn't right, even see that. right on a table behind him, like number two. I, you know, it's Deshaun. Or he wears we, four. He wears four, right? Four or yeah, four. four. Yeah, sorry, four. Yeah, two is uh, what's his name? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah. 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 Owen and I had a good conversation about this because there was a lot of talk about him going to Seattle, and it's like, do you want a horrible human being who is also maybe one of the five best football players on the planet to be your quarterback? It is a horrible conundrum. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like as big of a 
moron as Aaron Rodgers is, he's not that. No, you're right. Right, right. Even Favre was kind of, you know, but he wasn't that. He wasn't far from it, but he wasn't that. And it's also pre-internet. You know, really, like, Favre got away with a lot of things. You, know, you, he was, all... I, you wonder how many people actually did get away with a lot of stuff before oh pre-internet. God. Oh, a lot of these players, like, that, you know, especially in – you know, 80s and early 90s when it was like uh, performance enhancers and and all that kind of stuff that they got away with just because the internet wasn't like what it is now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? It is. It is insane to think about. It's, the the world is so much. You know, I, this is a true story. Uh, I found out about September 11th starting to happen because I was trying to make a fantasy uh, football move on that Tuesday morning and my internet was all clogged up and I couldn't huh. figure out what was going on because I had to do dial-up internet to drop Ed McCaffrey, who blew his knee out on Monday Night Football the night before on September 10th. And I was trying to drop him to pick up a new receiver, and I kept getting kicked offline. I'm like, this stinks. And I went in the other room, I turned on the TV. I'm like, oh, well, that explains what's going on, I mm. guess, right? Like, that's, mm. but I mean, like, we didn't have, that's only 2001. Like, it's not like I could be, like, on the internet and on my phone. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, it's just a different era. So far, I've just got lucky. But I mean, like, that to go back to it, you know, we haven't had to make that choice here yet. Like, do you want a jerk like that mm. as your quarterback? It's like, I, that's it's like, hard. What do you do? Yeah. He's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to be great, and he's going to be great, and he is the worst. That's hard. That's like... It was like the Vic thing. Vic killed a bunch of dogs. Nobody wanted to cheer for him after. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, this isn't a transition to baseball, but here I am in this fantasy league, and I got... I've hitched my wagon to Trevor Bauer. Last night. Mm. No, I did not. I knew the, I'm going to hear that from Sam. I said it to Christian, my roommate, janitor of I just Tony G just Studios. I was laughing out loud when you hit accept. On I, it. I sent it to him. Oh, my God, dude. What I sent it to him. Listen, deal. the expected batting average of all those guys in that is under 230. Just brutal. So I get another picture out of it. I lose who? O'Neill and Marte? Yeah. Uh, yeah. O'Neal's never been over. Okay, he's been productive, but it's not like someone I'm going to absolutely this lock up. That's why Sam wins. You, you don't, never trust him. I don't. <laughs> I don't trust him. I'm the one that sent him that deal because I knew that the don't deal. He sent deals. me a deal. Don't pri- make trades with him. <laughs> Stop making trades with no, him. No, no. No, no. I, th- I, ha- I think I'm confident in it because I have a good plan to go for it. You know, so what caught your eye here? Jason oh, no, I was just going to do an ad for, don't forget, April this April 24th. <laughs> Stock 4 Live. I know, it's two weeks ago. <laughs> no, I think that's like from like years ago. Oh, yeah, that's a long time <laughs> the ago. The headliner is the Wars of 1812. It was a singular. There was just one war. The wars there weren't multiple wars of 1812. There was mm. one war. It's a terrible band name. Yeah, we got to fix that. Terrible band name. Is that oh headliner? Oh, I thought that was like a discussion, like a roundtable. We're going to talk about the wars of eighteen twelve. I think it's a band. Yeah, because headliner. I think you're right, but I I didn't see that. I bet they play banjo. Beverages are available for purchase, in case Mm, you were wondering. Beverages. Yep. (laughs) Lovely. All right, what were we saying? We were doing football. Packer talk. Yeah, we're doing Packer talk. What? Which you know can be difficult for me, but I totally did it. Correct. Good job. Thank we'll you. transition to a topic that I know one person in this studio is passionate about. What do you think about Tom Brady coming back and not calling it quits after calling it quits? Like, what ha- what transpired there? He had to have said, I'm going to retire just so everyone can throw a fit, and then I'm actually like, not going to retire. What is it, Will? I, well, okay. So, Uh-oh. the NFC South Division, get ready for this. The Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Terrible. New Orleans Saints. Awful. And then the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he not come back? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> They're going to win the division. I think he hates his kids. I think it's clear. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to spend more time with their kids? At you spend point? time with both of my kids. Do you want to spend more time with them? <laughs> yeah, well, plenty I, of time. It's plenty I mean, of time with them. Yeah, shout out to Owen. Yeah. How was, how was uh, last night's festivities? I heard that he had a big day. Uh, yeah, big day in the Catholic man's life. He became confirmed. Oh, boy. Confirmed Catholic. Yeah. Nice. With the name Sebastian. Sports. Yes. Yeah. Sports thing. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So that was his uh, cool. his thing. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it was really good. Um, the Brady thing is call it quits. Man. Okay. Here's the deal. At what point, if you're Giselle, are you just like, come on? I don't. I guess like I truly don't understand it. Like why? I don't get the why. Because I don't think I know what you're saying about the division, but I still don't think they're going to be very. 
good. Like if you look at their opponents, I think they have a pretty tough run. Yeah, and it's new, not like new the head NFC coach got, this year as well. Yeah, and it's not like the NFC got worse. Todd I, Bowles defensive. That's ball. true. They didn't get worse. Something funky happened with the Dolphins, though, right? Like that's true, right? Oh, that yeah, where he was gonna maybe get traded to the Dolphins. Oh and, yeah, and owner. And, well, the part two of that was uh, Peyton was gonna too. Sean Peyton was gonna go. Oh, like. They were going to trade a draft pick yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. I also heard Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins fell through. Yes, but the 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 Manning, I mean the Manning, the Brady Peyton and thing. Peyton thing, a lot of smoke there. Hmm. You know, like especially be. like moving to like I mean, you moving to South Florida. I mean, he lives great. down there, doesn't he? Everybody lives down there. <laughs> but every athlete lives down there. There's no state tax. Yep. And it's the mm-hmm. best weather on earth besides San Diego. Yeah. Like, it's terrific. So I think the Brady thing really comes down to, like, he's a he is the most – can you be the most unique or is it just unique? He's the most unique athlete <laughs> we've ever seen, right? More unique than – Yeah, because, I mean, even like for me – uniqueness with other – I mean, you can't say things are, like – Unique and different. I hate when people say that because it's one. It's your. It's both. It's you know one's one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but with, when it comes to this, he's 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 more unique than like say like Jordan was. Like when we talk about the greatest competitors of all time in my generation, it's like Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. And Jordan quit twice. Jordan quit to play baseball. Yep. Then he quit and came out and played for Washington. And then he quit again. So he quit three times. Right. Like even he kind of had enough and called it a career. The Brady thing is unique in a way that I don't think any of us have really, really understand what it's like to play past forty. I can tell you this as like an older guy. Like I'm not an athlete, right? A unique, I'm not like a star athlete, right? But I mean, I run, I bike, I like do athletic stuff, right? Yep. Like you lose a lot after mm-hmm. forty. I was talking to Owen about this just yesterday. You lose an explosiveness, like your ability to go from zero to top speed, is so weird when you get older because you lose it. Even if you're not an athlete, you don't know, like. I always say this about baseball players: even the fattest, slowest, most like whatever horrible base runners you see on a pro baseball field, they're all faster than you. They're all <laughs> way better athletes than you. It's just in comparison to their peers. Like you watched David Ortiz run bases, and you're like, "Look at that idiot run bases." <laughs> I'm here to tell you, like Yadier Molina would dust us all. Really? Like pro pro athletes are special. And to be able to do that in your 40s without, like, the fear of death, Mm -hmm. that is crazy to me. So him coming back, the only thing I can think of is just, like, he just doesn't know what else to do. Like, the the competitive, like, how do I fill that space now that I'm done? Favre kind of went through that, too. Yeah, he did. I mean... In a different way, but... Yeah, he was in league... This will be, what, his 21st season for Brady? <sighs> Second it, or it's third. more than that, isn't it? Is it 22nd? Well, either way, 20-plus yeah, years. Yeah, 99, right? That's, yeah, a long time to, you know, to spend doing something and just have to give it up. I mean, I don't mean to be like... like you know, I said, like, my age, like, I'm 50, right? Like, you think about that guy joined the league, like, before I had kids, man. Like, think about... Like, I'm an old guy. I think... Like, yeah. it's weird to think about Tom Brady's been playing since you guys have been alive mm-hmm. i was born in 99 yeah, you guys have Same. never been around in a time when tom brady wasn't the greatest athlete on earth you know like you kind of went through like a tiger woods spike and maybe a yeah. lebron spike yeah. or whatever but like the one constant in your lives has been tom brady here's the one thing i'll say because packer fans hate him because he's been so good <laughs> and a lot of us hate him because he's been so good he's going to be gone one day you should enjoy it because he's gone we, you should <laughs> no. like take the time right now to remember what it's because like i would do anything to go back to lambo one more time and watch mm. Favre. Mm. i would do like anything i got to see bird play once i'd do anything to have been able to see it twice i got to see magic once i got to see gretzky a couple times i got to see montana like you know play on tv too but i mean i got to see them live you'll never get it again like one day it's gone it's the thing about rogers it's like even people were fed up with them this year man someday We'll be missing You'll wish him. you'd do anything for those games where, mm-hmm. you know, he's down He's down and has no business winning and he finds Jordy Nelson streaking down the field. And you're like, it's the lightning doesn't strike in some of these places. You only have so many of these athletes in a generation. Yeah. And the thing I'll say about Brady is, you know, maybe you should take time to enjoy it when he's not playing your team because he's, he's special, man. I mean, he's, you think about how great of a sport football is and he's won. I mean, 
if you think he's the goat, that's great. I I don't particularly think he's like the greatest football player of all time, but he's, you know, uh, he's not with he's without argument a top ten, right? Like he's, no matter what argument you want to yeah, make, the winningest. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's it, that's without argument. You'll you're just not gonna get him again. Mm-mm. Like, he, who's next? It, you never know where it's gonna come from. Yeah. Like, because between him and Montana, there's time too, and. You had other guys kind of come and go. I don't know, man. I think there's just part of me that's just like enjoy Tom Brady a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, for what it's kind of been worth, even though like it stinks as a fan of a different team. It's no fun. Right. But someday you're not going to have it. Same thing with the Cardinals. You hate the Cardinals baseball team, right? Yes. But this is it for Wainwright, Pujols, and, and Yachty. This and is Yachty. it. That's right. Go enjoy it one time. That's a great transition. Because mm-hmm. next on the script here is baseball. And I have a few questions I want to ask you. But yeah. we're going to go down on the show script because just on the topic of Cardinals, again, perfect transition. Mm. Pujols last year. Yeah. This is the year Miguel Cabrera hit 3,000. Hmm. Who's the better hitter? Pujols. Without hesitation. It's close. I mean, but I, but I mean, a combination of like all of the things that they were able to do. And I love them both. I think they're both great players. Yeah. Uh, I think Pujols is the greatest right handed hitter of all time. Hmm. For those Would of you that don't know, Jason Fonda was a hitting coach. For the high school levels, Legion and, and such as well. Yep. Swing analyst yourself. So and I used to use it all the time. Use the swing as the example. Yep. I remember looking at pictures yep. and videos of him. I used to show the video you of on him. your phone. Yep. <laughs> the bat path that showed the bat yes. path and stuff yep. like that. I'm a big pools guy, and I'll admit that too because I you can make the argument two other right-handed hitters you, is one of them is Cabrera and the other one is Frank Thomas. Like if you want to mm, make those yeah. arguments with me, like uh, that they were better right-handed. I, I would never fault somebody for thinking Miguel Cabrera is a better player, a better hitter. That's I, fair. Just for me, like in my – and this is a, it is a biased sports opinion. Like watching Pujols has been the greatest thing. Like he is, he is my favorite player besides Pedro Martinez I've ever watched ever. And I mean that over like, you know, Favre, over David Ortiz, over Brady, over all – like watching Pujols has been – the, and I grew up with Bird and Magic and yeah. Jordan. Pujols's run, you know, especially like like that. There's like a five or six year statistical run. It's insane. It's absolutely. I think insane. I've pulled up Albert Pujols stats every time you've come on. Ah, there's so much fun. He's one of those players. <laughs> it's like him and Tony Gwynn is one of those guys too. Like you pull up Gwynn stats and they don't make sense because it's like you played a video game on rookie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the stats aren't valid. Yeah, a three-time MVP, ten-time All-Star, not to mention two Gold Gloves, a Rookie of the Year. Is does it have how many times he was in the top ten in uh, MVP voting? Yeah, because it's like ten it times, does. right? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven times in the top ten. Wow, it's like. It's, it's like we were talking about the Packers being consistent. Out of a 22-year career, so that's half, more than half the time. Half of his I mean, career, he was a top career. 10. And you know this is like watching like LeBron. Like those all came LeBron should have won. Years. LeBron should have won 16 MVPs, right? Mm-hmm. Like he should. Uh, but he always gets like voted second because it's like, well, this guy is now. Yeah, voter would, fatigue. Yeah, voter fatigue. I mean, Pujols was like legit. Yeah, first 10 years, first 11 years. Won it back-to-back in, what is this, 08, 09. Look at those stats from 08, 09. We'll look at him. And we're talking like drug testing era, too. Like, this is drug testing era. 08, 09. Uh, I wish I had my calculator here. 37 home runs and then 47 home runs. 116 runs batted in. 135 <laughs> runs batted in. Yeah. Not to mention seven stolen bases on 16 stolen bases just for kicks. Two, oh, my goodness. 2008 batted 357, mm-hmm. followed by 327. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's... Intentionally walked 34 times, then 44 times. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, he was nuts. He was so much fun to watch. He was great. It's I mean, almost almost as crazy as uh, Jeter's defensive stats. <laughs> In the other direction. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> true. Jeter got almost every ball hit right at him. See, and I, I, I... It hurts me to... You know, I can't say that. Like, And he is. I can't deny his stats, but just watching him as a, in a brewer market against the Cardinals... Seeing him just crushing your dreams, especially in 11, the year that they went on and beat the Brewers in the NLCS. And it's like, dude, you know, I'm know, so tired of you. You know, it's almost like the anniversary of it. I don't know if you remember this, Tony. Your junior year, we played at Miller Park. Yep, I remember that. And we played the Angels. Brewers played the Angels. Yeah. And Pools hit one out of the park. It was like a day game because we watched the game then we got to play on the field after. I remember that. And Pools hit a home run. We were sitting down the first baseline that, like, 
it sounded like like a shotgun. Like it sounded like a gun. Because I remember all of us being like, you got to be kidding me. Mm. It was absolute. And this is only four years ago, five years ago. Like this wasn't like in his prime prime. Like this is like 35, 36-year-old Albert Pujols hitting an absolute tank. Smack. And he yeah. hit it so hard. And it's just like, it, he's just, there's just not a lot of guys that you're ever going to see. I mean, I will say this. Like I say this about the greatest right-handed swing. Trout's going to be better. Like his career is going to come out the other side. He's, he's going to be better. Yep. There's just going to be, there always are going to be guys that are next. But in like this era for me, there was nobody like him. Like really, and like you pull up those statistical years, like those are also good major league, like pitching years too. Like mm-hmm. 07, 08, 09, 10. Like pitchers were doing very well. So he was hitting in an era like where we were still flipping pitchers every at bat in playoff, you know, in a, yeah. down the stretch and. Uh, the nightmare of 40-man rosters and all that kind of stuff where you can put in 20 pitchers a game. That's a big deal. Yeah. So he, you know, him and, and Miggy putting up those numbers is pretty crazy. It's like Pedro putting up the numbers he put up in 99, 98, 99, 2000 during the steroid era. Yeah. Yeah, he puts up those that, you know, put .98 whip or whatever it was. Yeah. And 1-9 ERA. It was insanity. Well, you know, spl- flipping from, you know, maybe I'll wait to do this because I did want to mention that I remember a swing. I was thinking about this numerous times through the start of this season. A swing that you gave a packet on when you were teaching us hitting and you know working on it in season. The lead-off guy, like the page number one, was a swing path of Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. Mm. And Andrew McCutcheon is now a brewer. I love McCutcheon. And I think I have fallen in love with Andrew McCutcheon as a brewer. So much fun. <laughs> so much fun. One of the better – I mean, it is just so simple and yet so productive. His load – and then the path, I mean, he just covers a lot of ground with the swing, and it's just production every time he makes contact. It's just a fun baseball player, too. Like, just a re- seems like a good dude. And mm-hmm. yeah. like, um, Yeah, no, I love his swing. I think I've always talked about how the simplicity of his foot, you know, getting his foot down and uh, getting, like, through the ball and stuff. He's, he's just been so much fun to watch. What a great career, too. I mean, yeah. really, like, legit played in a horrible market. Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's a nightmare market and just a horrible owner and all that and that's yeah. too bad but just a great player it's really funny because the swing path I've always hated is Christian Yelich and it's starting to bear fruit that yeah. I, was, I was right I am uh, I'm just going to switch topics now because <laughs> that hurts me uh, to talk about Christian Yelich and the way your that whole that's team, going your offense I mean I'm going through with the Red Sox right now but your offense oh, stinks it's brutal at the moment yeah. um, you know they can only score more than five runs a game against the Reds and against the Orioles and even then it's you know, scratching them across, but they have money too. That's the sad thing. It's like that's a team that could go out and spend it that won't do it. With, y- yeah, I mean, I mean they, maybe they've never really been known to do that either. No, but I mean, you know, I'd like to see if they can win a little bit. You know, they can stay in like this, stay in the, stay in it. Are they in first right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are. I think that this is the third best start that they have ever had through the first twenty-five. Okay, or maybe that's if they win today. So they're they're doing pretty well. Wouldn't you love to see them add a healthy Michael Conforto, like because mm. that's a guy that's just hanging out there, and as soon as he's healthy, boy, that's a nice yeah. boost because he would hit the hell out of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> terrible ballpark. Well, at this point, you just need guys. It's a to wonderful put ballpark. It's a g- terrible ballpark for pitching, but it's yeah. great for hitting. Yeah, he would. Kill at this it. point, you just need someone to put the ball in play because. Yeah. You know, Yelich striking out on every two-strike count he ever sees is getting old. You know, guys hitting under 200 is getting old. I mean, you know, Colton Wong is a typically slow starter every year, but at some point it's like, let's pick up the production here and just put the ball in play. Yelich's year a couple years ago was a fluke. I told you that before. I told, remember so. I got in an argument with a with a St. Norbert sports guy mm. oh. on Twitter because, like, I believe in swinging to meet the ball. And that's not swinging up on the ball. I don't believe in hyperbolic swings or whatever, but I do believe you swing up to meet the baseball. And Yelich's swing does not play that way. He chops at the ball. And, yeah, he had a great year because he had great eye-hand coordination and he was never hurt it terribly. Breaks his kneecap. He's not the same. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. well, he doesn't have the swing for it. Also, I don't – I've never – ever since he's not been productive, like 2018, 2019, I didn't have a problem with it. But then 2020, after the COVID year, like, oh, maybe, you know, it was just a fluke. And then 2021, and even now it's like – Something that I watch within him is he looks like he is guessing. Like his approach is yeah. just wrong. He takes fastballs down the middle. It's a weird thing when you see guys like I feel like Freddie Freeman's that kind of guy. He swings at too. balls out of the zone and he's he just doesn't know. He just yeah. he's just guessing up there. Well, 
I think when you lose it too, you know, we don't, we don't talk about injury that way a lot. Cause I think we always assume guys just always come back. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, it's really funny. I was telling a story yesterday to a group at, at work. Cause you know, this, I fell off my bike those years yeah, ago and I broke I both, that. I broke, fractured both my elbows. <sighs> and my doctor told me, he's like, you'll never be the same. And you don't know what it means until you're never the same. Like, I'm just not, you know, I was 42 years old when it happened. And I'm like, there's just certain, th- I can't do a push up, a push up. I can't mm. cause my arms don't bend that way. You know, oh. like, so you just assume Yelich is like a hundred percent. You just assume he should be the same old guy. Like some guys don't come back. Mm-hmm. That's I I broke my right wrist and I can't flatten it. So out you know anymore. what I mean? It's yeah. like you can't. It's just certain motions you can't do. And just because he's a pro athlete, I mean, yeah, maybe he came back at ninety eight percent, but maybe that two percent is what like put him over the mm-hmm. edge. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's washed, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, well, you know, like maybe he gets a different swing coach. Look at but like look at Jackie Bradley Jr. Some guys just lose it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some guys have it, and then the next day it's gone. Mm-hmm. Happens a lot in, mm-hmm. baseball, in baseball, especially. It just yeah. happens. It's hard to stay consistent. Do you think it's sure. more common in hitters than it is in pitchers? Because Clayton Kershaw is still doing his thing. Nolan Ryan did it for like 50 years. I mean, some of these guys are still in. I, it seems like their prime just never ended. I think the hitting the hitting aspect of the game is, is really different. Because I think if you lose some of that stuff, you start to doubt your timing, and you start to doubt, and you don't have time to doubt. We're like baseball. I think we're pitching. I mean, it, it a lot of it has to come to with injury, has to come through with like letting go, and like you know that's why Sam's going to school for what he's going for. Is like a lot of pitchers have a hard time with like once they're hurt, how do you open your brain to the idea that you're not just back, but you're better than you were before, and they struggle with that. I think. I think you know pitchers do it, but once they get over it, I feel like pitchers are fine. Once they start throwing strikes, because yeah. you haven't seen you know like I mean you know Rick Ankeel is the extreme example of a pitcher who just like lost his mind, you know just one day he couldn't throw a strike anymore, you know and that was pretty wild. Like happened during the playoffs, which is yeah. the weirdest thing in the world. And then he had to make his way all the way back through the minors and stuff like that and play as a as a positional player, but. From a hitting standpoint, I think you lose those little tiny things that sometimes you you know guys just are never the same again. And maybe it's not with Yelich. I just never I never thought Yelich was that good when he played for the Marlins. I thought he was a pretty decent outfielder. That's why I always think that one year was it's like Bellinger. What the hell happened to that guy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean Cody Bellinger was like right, those guys were one two in the MVP year. Yeah, twenty nineteen, yeah. And it's like neither of them can hit their way out of a paper bag right now. Yeah. Well, that's a great transition again to. I don't uh, even know the topics today. I'm just jumping around. <laughs> yeah, covering it. Right on the script. It's almost like I gave it to you beforehand. I didn't, but it's that's how these transitions are playing out today. What do you think about the offense around the league this year? Because it seems like it's a league wide thing, and there's a lot of discussions being had about, about the, baseball. the baseballs Juice and the humidifiers. Balls. You know, they're not juiced the way that they were when everyone was hitting home runs. You know, the Twins hit like 330 home runs a few seasons ago, mm-hmm. and now it's like. Balls are just dying midair and falling right at the warning track. What do you make? What do you make of the baseballs this? It's season? A, it's an early sample. You know, you're going Very through early. a month of data. A month of data. I I haven't seen like the data where it compares weather either. Because I mean, the mm. one thing we'll say living in this climate, like I mean, it's May fourth. I was still wearing a coat on the way over to the I studio. Have a today. coat right here. Yeah. yeah, it's like, what are we doing? You know, like, so what are we comparing the data set against? So I'm always a little cautious about that. But that said, you're hearing some players saying that the baseball is different, right? And uh, even, you know, you're seeing a lot more hit by pitches and stuff. Like, that seems like it's up. So guys are having a harder time throwing it. Is that because of the spider S- tech thing? Spider tech thing, too. Yeah. Cole, have you seen the video on Twitter where he's going to, like, his, pants his right pant leg there? Yeah. And it's like, well, oh, I don't know that there's like, here we go. fire there. I think, I, I think that that's hurt him a lot. Spin yeah. rate is, you know, the, the killer. Um, but I'm always, like, I'm never quite sure. Like, you want to kind of blame it on the baseballs because you want, like, a – you want like a a reason, right? Like you want like a definite explanation. The bigger explanation is probably a series of a whole bunch of things, right? Like maybe it is a little bit the baseball, maybe it's a little bit the weather. It's also mm-hmm. because, like, I mean, there's a dude pitching in relief for like the Tennessee Volunteers who throws 105 miles an hour. Yeah. Like nobody did that 10 years ago. Yeah. Like nobody did that 10 years ago. I remember when Aroldis Chapman was doing it, and. Like the first time he did it, everyone was just when he hit hundred, lost yeah. their mind. Over yeah. It. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, growing up, like we call, you know, we nicknamed Roger Clemens Rocket. He, he 
You're only through 95. Jeez. Like, you, now everybody does. Yeah. There's guy. There's a kid. I was talking to Mike Walrick the other day, your head coach for your baseball team. He's telling me there's like a kid on like a oh, Jeepers Creepers, St. Benedictine. Is that a school? Benedictine? Uh, Benedictine University. He told me there's a dude that's throwing 90. Yeah. It's <laughs> like 90, 91, whatever Wally said. He's like, he's unhittable at this level. Like, that's D3 baseball. Mm-hmm. That kid's not getting a nickel to play. He's throwing 90 some miles an hour. Are you kidding me? I mean, you remember like Clavo, like Clavo was throwing upper 80s. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like, so I think pitching has gotten so good. We've left the mound right where it is. The hitters have tons of advantages. You let them go up to the plate, wearing armor mm-hmm. now. They can wear like the mask thing on their helmet. Like all these things just allow hitters to just sit and swing. And pitchers get no advantage, but they've gotten better. Brushing off guys has definitely died out characteristic, yeah, I think. Plate, that's yeah. not something that's common anymore. It could still be used by older guys like Kershaw or Baumgartner. But. Hard to do when you throw 100. Yeah. Your, your accuracy. Control it like that. I don't know if you've ever watched a guy throw 100 and you show they show like the catcher set up and then he like reaches across <laughs> to catch it. You, know, you try to throw 100 right where you put the glove. You know, it's not easy. Like those guys, I mean, Greg Maddox was throwing like 88 to 91, you know, Jeez. when I was growing up. He hit his spots because it's easy to do. So you could brush guys off. I just think pitchers, like, you know, look at the last 10 years of training. Right, like we didn't have weighted ball stuff. We didn't have, you know, like look at what drive lines doing mm-hmm. with baseball. Like all that's good because it's good for arm health too. Yep, guys are like stronger, bigger, better. It's not just like, God. I mean, you you guys are old enough to remember too. Like everybody looked like Adam Wainwright. <laughs> like you know, like Madison Bumgarner was a uh, outlier because he was so big. Mm-hmm. No, I mean like he's not that big. Just ten years ago, he was a monster. And now they're all monsters. They're all like, you ever like just look at like the legs of like Eric Lauer or like <laughs> they're built like they're tr- they're just tree trunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that? Ha- when did that happen? These guys are monsters now. The evolution of the game and working yeah. out and preparing. So yeah, I mean, have we ever considered guys aren't able to square it up as much because guys are absolutely? There's a dude on the Marl. Is it the Marlins? That throws like a 97 mile an hour cutter or splitter or a, a sinker or whatever. It's what? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, how do you get your brain well, around that? I mean, we could go all day naming players that just throw unbelievable sinkers. Sinkers. Bruzdar Gratterall is one of them. Gratterall. So it's like he just doesn't even look like he's he could do it with his eyes. Closed. And he looks like yeah. he's just he's just like throwing in the backyard. He yeah. doesn't even try. Yep. And he's throwing, and he's not like a great pitcher. Yeah. He's like a so-so guy. Look at these guys that are just throwing gas, and, but they're mixing in. I mean, if you ever watch, like uh, follow, I follow Pitching Ninja on yeah. Twitter because he's yep. great. Where he does the overlays. Yeah, Rob's terrific. And he does the overlays, and they're like fastball, slider, overlay. And it's like everything looks exactly the same, and the ball gets halfway to the plate, and it goes like, woo like It's like a cartoon. Those aren't cool. Like, like a like, wiffle ball. What? Yep. What is that? How How would you ever hit that in a million years? You know, how would you ever know? Which like, I, it's kind of the art of the game, right? I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I read an article years ago about, like, reaction time and stuff like that. Because basically humans are all born with the same reaction time. Like, your reaction time and Albert Pujols' reaction time are the same. Hmm. They're the same. It's what you do with it. It's like hmm. how you're, you, like, make decisions to do something about it. Like, you both hmm. see it at the same time. It's why, like, if you and Albert Pujols were both driving down the road at the same time and somebody pulled out in front of you, you would both likely hit the brakes in a similar fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Because something like reacts to you. He does it with a baseball too, where the rest of us question ourselves about what we're seeing in that split second. It's enough for a fastball to get by you. It's what put Tony G in the studio instead of a third base <laughs> for the St. Norbert Knights, right? That's true. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, a bit of it, right? Cause, yeah, part of it, yeah. I mean, not like a hundred, but everybody has that part of them, like when you're, like, especially like Division three athletes, it's that 1% of doubt that kills you. And pro athletes have that, they don't have that doubt. But now they do. Now mm-hmm. when you have a guy that throws a 96-mile-an-hour slider that starts behind you, yeah. comes into the zone, like, how do you make that decision? Like, how would you ever in a million years make that decision? Yeah. So to me, I think, I, I mean, sure, the baseball is a great theory. We, we go through the baseball thing like every five years. The strings are too high. The strings are too low. Yeah. They're using different mud to rub the balls down. The Colorado humidor is turned up too high. But maybe pitchers are just better. Yeah, that's a good point. Speaking of getting better, what about one side getting worse? Speaking of maybe it's the baseball is changing, what about umpires? 
I made an you argument. You know I hate umpires. I know you, you say robot umps now about once a week on Twitter mm-hmm. during the Major League Baseball At least, season. Yeah, and I, I just made an argument on the Tony G Show a few weeks ago. It was a solo episode. Will was unavailable, and I, I made it's not really the argument. an argument as much as it is a monologue, but continue. That, that's, yeah, continue. could be. Continue. Well, the case I was making is, is that this is going to be the season that drives Major League Baseball to robot umpires or some sort of automated strike zone. Like, there's always been that thing in sports where there's a big change in sports. Like, mm-hmm. the, the pass interference thing a few years ago was that big play in the playoffs. Tipping points. That was the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think once we get robot umpires, computer strike zones, this is going to be the season. This is going to be that moment that we look back on and say, that's what did it. Because it is – usually you see these arguments in September and October going down the stretch. Umpires got to be better. It's April. We're 25 games in, and mm-hmm. every day there is an umpire who too. blows like 10 calls that are just so meaningful to a game. Did you see the Mets game the other day? The guy that blew the one right down the middle. Bass, yeah. Bassett's fastball. And they kind of like talked about it. Like the guys like even said to Bassett between innings, my bad. Yeah. Like Bassett lost that game, gave up like three earned – they lost like 5-3. That pitch, uh, you maybe didn't see it well. It was literally straight down the middle. And just totally. But it was like a, it was a run, somebody was like running on the play, and the catcher like had to reach across to grab yep. it to make the play. Mm-hmm. So the umpire missed the call. Yep. He whiffed it, just whiffed it. So he ends up walking the guy in the next pitch, gives up, does four more pitches to get the next guy out. And as Bassett was walking off the field, the home plate umpire like tapped himself on the chest and said, hey, yep. my bad. And Bassett talked to him after and said, it's my bad too. I shouldn't have shown you up because he kind of yelled at him, right? Oh. So they did kind of a mea culpa, like we're both, we both screwed up. Let's mm-hmm. move on. Five pitches in a major league game means he doesn't go an extra batter. He doesn't go. He gets another guy in a lineup. Like that whole thing changes. Like I think you're on to something with like, does, is this the year? I think – I think you're going to see compromise at some point. 100%. Which is the compromise has to be getting bad umpires out. Like mm. Angel Hernandez can't umpire games anymore. That was my argument in that episode. The yeah. Brewers-Phillies Sunday night baseball. It was an Angel Hernandez game where, you know, there was the big show up where uh, Schwarber got a strike three called to the ninth against Hader, slammed the bat, slammed the helmet, and that's, I mean, it pretty much cost the Phillies the game. It was like that all game long. But yeah, he was kind now of there's a runner, well, Now there's a runner on first. He said it's like it's both sides. Because he said, he said something like it was 30 calls, but I think it was actually 20 calls. Yeah. 20 missed calls. I think it was, he said 30, it was really 19. Yeah, it was 19. It was like 20. Still yeah, a so lot. Still, that's a lot of missed calls. And I think, you know, if the umpires want to, like, save themselves, baseball and the umpires union have to get together to talk about how do we farm out bad umpiring. Because I'll tell you this, like, at the same time, like the Holberg brothers, Pat Holberg and his brother, like their game stats are pretty great. Yeah, the ump scorecard is. Yeah. You all, I, I, I see you like those all the time. That's like one of my favorite page. things to to see on Twitter. That's so cool. Yeah, but, Pat Pat Holberg like misses. You know, I don't know if you saw this. There was an umpire scorecard like last week maybe. Holberg umpired. He missed the first pitch of the first game. Called it a ball and it was a strike. He, he missed it by. They said it was like an inch and a half. It was like whatever last pitch he missed the entire game like that's crazy wow. why isn't that guy umpiring like yeah. that is he is the world series umpire then right he yeah. should be in every playoff game that he is eligible to do it yep yep now look maybe you take angel hernandez and you say look we're not going to put you behind home plate anymore you can ride out your contract because you're a union employee but you're only going to umpire third base because mm-hmm. like frankly the three of us can umpire third base right? <laughs> yeah you get no calls down there and there's nothing you couldn't like over t- i mean even the other day there's a bad call at third base just get you know the guy pushed the guy off the base like there's that kind of stuff but generally speaking you just say you can't he can't umpire the plate anymore and plate umpires make more money like then you just say look you umpire the plate you call games like this every umpire makes one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, but now let's do incentive-based pay. You miss the fewest amount of calls, $50,000 bonus, and you get three playoff series. Yep. Like, you can tell me those guys wouldn't be more accurate. Exactly. Right. Because now let's start holding them accountable. Yeah. Like, rotate those guys out. We can't have Laz Diaz behind the plate anymore. Yep. We can't have these guys that are just – is it Nelson, Steve, or Jeff Nelson, whatever his name is? Probably both. He's brutal. <laughs> these guys are – I mean, look, I shouldn't know umpires' names. Yeah, we right. should not. We shouldn't. We should yeah. not I mean, it was always just. It. it was always just – uh, Joe West, Joe West, because he was a clown. Yeah. But now it's worse than a clown because Angel Hernandez is just bad at his job. You know what I mean? Like, think about like I mean, it's like watching Jackie Bradley Jr. play outfield for the Milwaukee Brewers every day. 
Like yeah. eventually you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like these guys don't have an incentive to get better. So I think that there is room if you want to try to improve it. Because like a guy like, you know, because you're only missing three to five calls a game by less than two, what do they, what do they say? Is it two, three inches I on think, either side? Yeah, two to three. Yeah. So let's say you're missing less than eight calls a game. No one's going to notice again. Mm-mm. It's because you're seeing guys miss over and over. And it it's gets like, old. That Phillies game was wild. Right. You have, you, you have those few just with like way too many calls. Yeah. And then and then people start being picky. But if you have a, it's a human error, you expect it, right? Yeah, you expect it. You can have that. So like, it can't you know, be that egregious. I mean, there was a breaking ball inside to Gene Segura. I think the bases are loaded. Strike called. And it's like, dude, that is, I mean, it almost like it could have hit him. And so he just has to swing at another one because it's going to be another strike call, and he pops it up. And it just completely changes the complexion of the game. Phillies don't score yeah. a run in that game, and it's all because that that pitch was called a strike in a moment that it shouldn't have. Like, it just it, it's getting to a point now where you can't do that. Well, and you think about it from a pro standpoint, because you played at an amateur level, right? You played at a high school level. And yeah. at the high school level, 0-0 count, ump makes a bad call on you, like calls a strike and it's a ball, that bet's over. Like 99% of the time, that guy's going to get out because his brain is a mess. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal with pro hitters. is They're so pro hitters. It's like you don't give a pro golfer like a pinnacle golf ball, right? They all play with Titleist or, yeah. or Bridgestone or whatever. It's the same kind of thing where they're so precise that when you do that, it's like a sand grain in a microchip. Like it just their, – their mind is – because they're pros. Mm-hmm. And you're making an amateur call on a pro player. Like these calls are missed so much. So I, it's not even necessarily that I'm like a robots now kind of guy as much as I'm a like clean it up. Like I, I would, I'm willing to meet them part way, right? Which is you got to get it right. Yeah. Or, like what but about it some stinks? Right. Or like what about some like robot help? <laughs> like yeah. why not have somebody verify? Yep, yeah. that was right. Well, you, you, know? you know, I watch tennis, right? Like I watch pro tennis. There's no, there's no lines people anymore. Mm-mm. They're gone. Really? You know this? Like the like the tournaments? Like I know that they use the technology that once they review it, but now they're doing that on every single it's call? Every, it's So every call has a machine, you know, on the line. Yeah. And when it's out, they actually have different voices recorded. So it's Tony G in a studio saying, out. <laughs> and then when you're that ball guy on that one, when that ball misses, you hear that voice. They have like female voices, male voices, like whatever. That's the way they call tournaments now. There aren't. There's just a chair umpire. And the chair umpire can overrule some things, like if there's like a double bounce or whatever. Right. But like, it, there's no more argument about in or out. It's, yeah. it's over. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Dude, I grew up in a time frame where like John McEnroe was breaking rackets on the court and Andre Agassi was like slamming, you know, against the umpire's chair and they're berating <laughs> whatever. Serena Williams, remember she got like mm-hmm. fined and suspended for berating that line judge a few years ago? Yep. It doesn't, it's not going to happen anymore. Pro tournaments, it's over. Like, it's wild to think about. Like, And you clean it up. Like They cleaned it up immediately. Yeah. Pro baseball just wallows in it. Well, yeah, they're just like, they're not doing anything. Like, like to your point, if they did something, it's better than nothing at they've, this point. And they've made no sign that there's going to be any concession. None. And that's the thing. They're changing the wrong things of the game to the point where, you know, now they're trying to change timing and stuff like that. And Bryce Harper brought up a great point that, you're trying to speed up the game. That's going to injure guys. You know, now you're, you have to take your time in at-bats, in pitching, in your mechanics. Now if you're trying to beat the clock, now your mechanics are going to start to slip. Now you're going to start to see guys who aren't as focused. Who Now you're going to talk about injuries. And, and even if you take out the injury part of it, speeding up the game, is just, what are you really saving with a 20-second, 30-second pitch clock? Are you saving 15 minutes? Are you saving a half hour? Are you saving an hour from a game? You don't even know. You don't know because every game is different. Like, you're just trying to change the wrong things of the game to make it more appealing. And I don't know what – who's not watching baseball today? Seriously. Like, what do you think the number is of people that goes up from a game that's 305 to a game that's 248? Exactly. Like, like have, they, have they run the numbers? I, are there are a lot more people that are going to be like, oh, well, I can invest two hours and 45 minutes, but I couldn't invest 305 before. Exactly. Like, I, you either watched it or you didn't. Exactly. Like, you're either a baseball person or you're not. Yes, you're either into it or you're just not. It's not football. Yep. Football's, not. football's fast and it's people getting hit and it's, 
you know, it's watching car accidents Lots of injuries. over and over and over. It's, yes, exactly. And that's all football is. It's just a car accident, right? It's, and it's thrilling. It's thrilling, right? Like, I don't know what baseball's hoping to get. You know, like, hockey's fast. People don't watch that either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Pro basketball is different. The reason people watch pro basketball is you know a game is two hours. It's just set up. It's set for it, right? Yep. It's a two-hour game. It could be quicker. And athletes are accessible because they're right there on the court. Yep. Like They're right there. They're wearing shorts. They're wearing short sleeve shirts. Like, you're super accessible, you know? Like So that's why people watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, baseball is just a different sport. It's like you have all day. It's kind of right. what it is. Really, if you want to speed up the game, there is only one way to do it. It's seven-inning baseball games. That's true. I would hate that. Which well, would be yeah, anarchy. but I mean, like, you know, I, if you, I would hate that. If you want to speed up a game, that's the only way you're going to do is shorten the length of the game. Yeah. Like the reason baseball takes three hours is because it's nine innings long. That's the math. Like I don't know. Like that's the math. Mm-hmm. Like football goes three hours because that's the math. Like yep. a sixty-minute game with a twenty-minute halftime takes three hours because that's how no that's how long we know the game goes. Mm-hmm. You know, like. The trial and error with baseball, just, it's not a sport that was made for TV. It's kind of had to adapt to TV. Yeah. I don't know. It's not. You ever watch a cricket final? They're eight hours long. Like, <laughs> no. It's not for everybody. It's not. Like, it was, you know, and I know, like, Americans hate soccer in general because, again, it's like an untimed, it's a weirdly timed sport. Mm-hmm. There's, like, an know. overtime that you don't even know how much time it is. It could be three minutes. It, it could be eight minutes. It depends on the referee. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. Like, but that's fine. It's like every sport has its own. You know, little yeah, they're all quick. Yeah, it's how long quirk. it takes. Yeah, I don't know how long. Do you know how long it takes to golf eighteen holes at the Masters? I think it's like six hours, but I don't know for sure. But it feels like six hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, an think. hour and a half to do three, four. <laughs> yeah, and if that. It was pretty. We were pretty bad. Yeah, we were pretty rough. I'm not surprised. Yeah, we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we but you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I just, no, you're right. The baseball argument. Like comes down to like you're gonna have to, if you don't want the games to be so long then shorten the games. Yeah, it's not time between you. You can only get so much time between innings. Which change the softball rules? Three balls, two strikes. I don't know. Like yeah. you have to do you're something right. unconventional if you really want it sped up. Which yeah. I don't even think that would work because I'm like a fringe baseball fan. I pay attention, but if the if they change to seven innings, that's not gonna make me want. That's to what watch. I'm saying. Like exactly. it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not gonna change anything. I don't know what matter. it does because even like I. I guess I just have never talked to someone who convinced me that they didn't watch baseball because it takes so long. I've never met anyone who said, oh, it just takes forever. Yeah. They're just like, it's boring. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah. That's kind it of a, is. That's the lure to some people, right? The, well, yeah, because I mean, like, the baseball thing is always like, yeah, it is for simple people. It's really boring for simple people. It's really If you're a dumb person, I bet it's boring. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I do. Get, I get what you're chess saying. ain't for everybody, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's baseball. It's true. It's it's a different sport. Football isn't chess. Football isn't even checkers. Football is like whack-a-mole. WWE. Yeah, yeah it's just, yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've reached everything that I want to discuss in today's show. I think we've gone what about an hour, maybe a little over. I've got yeah. an hour and twenty on the. Okay. Quarter, well, we but... also had a fifteen-minute pre-show, yeah, so yeah. we're a little over an hour. Yeah, the pre-show was electric. Talking that was electric. Shows. I was that playing was... the song Narco for you. Guys. <laughs> yeah, a little Edwin Diaz tribute <laughs> there. Yeah. And we were getting pumped up before the show. But, I mean, other than that, I think it's time to say goodbyes. If there's any one more thing that you want to say before, with your time on the Tony G Show before we call it quits, this is your this is your platform. Well, first, you know, I'll say to both of you, what a great job you guys have done for these years. Oh, Sticking together, a great show, super fun. Um, it, this is a big deal, like what you guys have been able to do. I hope you're proud. Of it's fun. starting to oh, set yeah. in for me that yeah. Yeah, what we accomplished over 170 episodes. That's wild. It, compared with all the interviews and everything, like all of it combined, 173. This is 172, 173 on Thursday. Yeah, I mean at least eight seasons. At least 12 of them were almost listenable. <laughs> it's a good ratio. I mean, good for you that's guys, great. right? All right. No, but I mean, like that's a lot of content to push, uh, and you guys are amateurs, man. And you guys really sound professional. And Thank you should you. be proud of Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Like, it's as fun. you go out in the real world, like, you guys have done a pretty kick-ass job. And you should be super proud of what you've been able to do uh, here. Because it's a legacy. Like, I don't know who comes in to, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of fill the shoes. But you guys have done a great job. And you should be really proud of that. The only Thank thing you. I'd Appreciate it. add to that is that uh, Troy Aikman can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't talk about him at all today. Well, I knew it was going to come that's up. Out with a bang, Jason Fonda was going to go out on the, on the show today. So I knew that that's... 
I knew that there was something waiting. Troy Aikman, if you're out there, jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Just any one bridge? Uh, like the nearest? The highest bridge. <laughs> Near you? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. boy. He'd still be incomplete. He'd still end up hitting the ground instead of the water. That's <laughs> all I got. Out with a bang, Jason Fonder, our special episode. The final time we'll ever have Jason Fonder on the show today. Will McCormick, my partner, we'll wrap it up on Thursday, the mm-hmm. podcast. Crazy. One final episode. Nuts. Nuts how far we've come. But all good things must end. Do I get to keep this microphone? I think you should yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> That's your spot. You just take that chair. Take the creaky one over there. Take the one that cracks that you there didn't you go. Know. thank you again to jason fonder will mccormick and i will be back on thursday to wrap up the tony g show thanks for listening this is season eight episode 24 final episode coming thursday i didn't know hbo max max Max. Max. i don't have either i didn't know that's what it meant i thought hbo did max i didn't know (laughs) (laughs)